Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So we have listened to your request. I get a lot of emails, Instagram messages, asking for different topics that you all want to hear. And a lot of the same topic kept coming up which is you all want to know about desserts and cakes and all that yummy stuff. So I am very excited for you to listen to my conversation with Marie, who is the co-owner, her and her husband, Mark, of Confectionery Designs. They are a bakery here in New England, and we are going to talk all about cakes. We're going to talk about trends, pricing, a little bit about the differences with deliveries, a little bit about the the actual product that goes into cakes, the process of picking out a cake, like everything. We're just going to touch upon it. So I am so excited for you to listen to my conversation with Marie. I am so excited for you to listen to my podcast episode with Marie. This is a long time in the making. I know plenty of you guys have requested that I have a baker on the show, and here she is, and she's the best of the best. Um, we have been trying to line her up for some time. She's a very busy lady, but she's here today to speak with you all and keep you all in the loop about trends and flavors and all things that have to do with cakes and desserts and the craziness of it all. So good morning. Good morning. I'm thank you for having me. Excited to be here too. I know. I'm very excited to have you. Who does not want to talk about yummy cakes? I know. Sweets, sweets, sweets. <laughs> So can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Okay. Well, my name is Marie Soliday. Uh, myself and my husband, Mark, own Confectionery Designs. This year is actually our 20th year uh, doing wedding cakes in the New England area. Uh, Mark and I relocated here about 21 years ago. Uh, Mark is also an instructor at Johnson & Wales. We both worked in hotels. We worked for the Ritz-Carlton chain, the Four Seasons chain. And then we had children, so that's how we ended up here. So Mark could teach and we could do wedding cakes, and we have a small boutique bakery um, just outside of Providence in Rehoboth. It's funny. I'm on my 20th year also. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> to you too. Here we are. I know. <laughs> that's awesome. So you actually have a shop. We do. We have a retail bakery. It's been there about eight years. We wanted to wait until the children were a little bit older until we opened up. So it's a great, and we're only open Wednesday through Saturday, and um, it's a great way to meet some local people, have some fun with different types of donuts, cookies, croissants. We'll do specialty cakes, birthday cakes, anniversary cakes, and so forth. So let's just get right into it. Okay. Let's get into the good stuff. Get into the dirty stuff. Yes. Tell us a little bit about 
cakes. Let's go. So the cakes, the cake industry has certainly just blossomed. That's the only way to kind of put it. You know, they're always in fashion. They always will be in fashion. It's just such a history, historical thing to do with weddings. You always cut the cake. You have the cake cutting ceremony. You'll always feed each other with the cake. So cakes are here to stay. They're never going to go away, which obviously is great for us. Marie, not to interrupt you, but yeah. do you know the the whole, what's the word I'm looking for, the reasoning behind cutting of the cake? Do you know the history behind that, by any it, chance? I, oh, God, I should know. So something to do with, I think it started in England okay. or something like that. And so it was tradition just to cut the cake and kind of just feed it. I, I, I feed it each other. I really don't know. That's embarrassing. That I don't no, know. No, no, I could make I something fun up for you. But no, I really don't know. You know what I'll do for the sh- um, for the listeners is maybe on the show notes, I'll research right. that actually and put okay. it out there. Because I was just wondering if you were curious. I, I was curious, actually. I think it started off more as a bread format and then it turned into a sweet dough. Got I, it. I do think that, you know, and it might have been England or actually Germany. So I'm not too sure. It might have come from that area. But anyway, I know I cut, uh, put you on the spot. That's so okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so cakes, uh, you know, you can have a one-tier cake. You can have a five-tier cake. Uh, you know, different tier size will depend on budgets, depend on what the clients want. You know, some clients may have a 300-person wedding, but they don't want to focus on the cake, so they'll do a smaller cake. Other people will have maybe 100 people at the wedding, but they want a five- or six-tier cake, and we'll add in some full tiers just to give it that extra woe factor. Makes sense. So mm-hmm. it, what other desserts are on trends right now? So you'll find um, very individual desserts such as, uh, just for example, cheesecakes. So something very simple. It's classic. It's an American classic. If you're from Ireland, for example, where I'm from, a Bailey's cheesecake will go that way. You know, sometimes you'll find where people where they're from culturally, they'll add in like a key lime or dulce de leche or something along those lines. So individual desserts are very popular. We always suggest when you have these dessert items to have a selection. So you would have a dessert, or sorry, a cheesecake item, chocolate item, fruit item, cookie item, to have that variety. Gluten-free, we don't offer vegan desserts, but we offer gluten-free desserts, you know, to trying to, you know, meet the need of different people and their needs and their dietary needs. Yummy. Yummy. (laughs) Very yummy. What do you see is the popular flavors for cakes, actually? So you'll see um, we do a couple of different selections of actual cake. Our cake itself has three layers of cake and then two layers of filling. So you can have either a vanilla option, you can have a, a chiffon cake, which is a lighter option, or you can have a pound cake, more butter. Everyone has their own personal preference. Or we do chocolate. Um, I find there's a rise in flavors such as red velvet. Carrot cake has become very popular this year, which is in, in general would be a heavier cake, but people do like um, the carrot cake. One cake that we had this past weekend actually was a coconut cake. Ooh, Keeping it, is, it was very good. You know, and it's also very seasonal. We're very lucky where we are. We get a lot of fresh berries in the summer. Our top seller is a lemon chiffon. So it is a um, pastry cream buttercream mix with a lemon zest and fresh berries could be raspberries, blueberries, you know, strawberries. Another popular flavor is an almond crunch. Yeah, almond would be, yummy. yeah, almond's a very traditional flavor. I mean, obviously, the people with concerns with nut allergies there, but it is a very popular one. Um, chocolate is very popular, chocolate mocha with a fresh raspberry. Mm-hmm. Then when you move into the fall season, you'll get apple spice, you can get pumpkin, you know, you can get a lot of those kind of fall flavors coming in. Christmas time, December, you could have eggnog. So you could have orange cranberry, you know, so we really we're very lucky because Mark is a 
trained professional chef. He's been in the industry over 35 years. If you have a personal favorite, if you go out for dinner and have a pina colada, you know, and love that flavor, you know, a lot of the times we will convert that flavor into a cake flavor. And that's what's unique, and that's what has a really good selling point for us as well. I always ask people what their preferences are, and we will meet their needs. I love it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that pricing is dictated probably by size, design, and is it dictated by flavor or no? No, not flavor. So we will always offer two flavors. It's just part of our service. Um, Price, especially with COVID, I mean, it's hit every industry. Um, just for example, today, uh, cornstarch, we cannot find cornstarch anywhere, you know, so different products, you know, we're having difficulty at different things. Uh, cheese, uh, cream cheese was a huge problem there before Christmas. And it depends too where the product comes from. The war in Ukraine, a lot of flour products come from there. That's going to increase the price. So unfortunately, you know, we've had to reflect those price increases on our products as a lot of other bakeries and restaurants industry as well. Um, but it, it has been a tough year, and I would imagine everyone else will say the same, getting items and trying to work out a price that you're not, you know, obviously we're here to make a budget, but, you know, make a profit, sorry, but we don't want to overprice the client as well. But you're paying for a premium product. For example, we use real butter. You know, you're paying for expertise. You know, f- somebody might say, oh, can I have a fresh cream cake? And we, we can't do that. It's not stable. You cannot have a fresh cream wedding cake. It just wouldn't sit. So um, prices definitely have gone up all around this year. Yeah, I find that people are shocked by the mm-hmm. pricing in general, but also too, I mean, I find a lot of people don't understand the pricing of cakes. They really don't. But they, I feel like in general for our industry, they, and, I, and, and I don't think they understand, like you said, there's a lot of environmental things that affect right, it. Right, yes. But if you have, so if we have a cake, you know, on Saturday, we don't bake our cakes and freeze them. Everything's done. When I say last minute, it's not a rush. It's just last minute. And if you have a wedding dress, which is very detailed with the piping, gorgeous, it can take 10 to 15 hours to design that cake. So oh, and with labor costs gone up as well, that all has to be incorporated into the price of cake. Sugar flowers have just gone off the wall, which is wonderful. They're, you know, excellent decoration. But again, these sugar flowers can take months to make. You know, so those are the kind of things that you factor into the overall pricing. What are you finding right now is actually the trend with decor? You talked about sugar flowers, but what's the trend right now? Sugar flowers are definitely very popular the past year, even last year. No disrespecting the fresh flowers. We love all our local flowers. They're wonderful. But we prefer to use sugar flowers onto the cake just the simple fact of pesticides or stuff like that that's used with oh, fresh right. flowers. We just don't like sticking that into the cake. Yeah. Um, so I would say fresh flowers, or, or not sorry, uh, sugar flowers are on the you know popular side this year. And different types of sugar flowers, like years previously you would find a cake with maybe a, a peony or a rose, and now we're doing orchids, we're doing anemones, we're doing all sorts of different things. And that actually excites us as well, rather than us doing the same type of flower. You know, with the cakes we had at the weekend, so many different types, different colored shades, and we'll work with the flowers, which is great. So they'll send us like an inspiration photograph. So there could be shades of blush, pink, purple, whatever it is, and we'll work our colors off that. Sugar flowers are made in white, and then we'll airbrush them or hand paint them. You know, obviously flowers have different tones. The centers might be yellow and green. And then you would kind of airbrush or hand paint um, the petals with the other colors. What an art. It is an art form. It really is an art form. And it's, 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 it's great. Mark loves being very creative with everything. And, you know, it's a, it is a f- form of food art. 
I'm so happy to hear that the sugar flowers are coming back because obviously I've seen the trends in the 20 years that we've been mm-hmm. working. You know, it goes from, it's so interesting how it does. It really, it, it, in every industry, the trends, you start to see things get grand and then they get st- stripped down. And then they mm-hmm. go back to grand again. You know, yeah. we were stripped down with the whole naked cake type I of thing. I was just going to talk about that, the yeah. naked cake, which, no disrespect to the naked cake, I think it's lovely in a barn environment if you're having a rustic bridal shower or you know a rustic theme I think that is definitely the way to go um but in general we just we love buttercream because it's yummy it just gives it a nice more elegant feel and look for the cake Mm -hmm. yeah so tell me a little bit about like take take our listeners through the cake process if you could okay so a lot of the time, obviously, we'll get a call or an email asking about cakes. Um, I will always ask uh, the bride most of the time or the mother of the bride, you know, any sort of guidelines of where they're looking for. If they want to give me any photographs of Pinterest and their dress, the invitation, place setting. And sometimes they have this information and sometimes they don't. We always encourage tasting as much as possible. People come in, they get to experience the quality. So they might not necessarily pick the flavors that they choose for the tasting, but they experience the quality and the service that we offer. Uh, Once, you know, a date is confirmed, if they have these design elements, we draw diagrams for them. Sometimes we capture it in the first time. Sometimes it might take two or three times. Sometimes if they can't get back into the area, thanks, you know, two Zoom calls now, like we had, we do many consultations over Zoom. And uh, and that's how it works. We, we try and say the cake is one of the less stressful parts of the whole wedding process, you know, the fun. But we know what it's like when you have a vision, when you know what you want. We're here to execute that vision. So they basically start with some type of obviously connection, a phone yes. call, email. Yes, yes. Then you instantly ask them for a f- like a, some type of visual. A visual. So I always ask for like four or five photographs. Like Pinterest, I have a love-hate relationship with yeah. that. You get sucked into that and it yeah. can be overwhelming. You know, you can have a bride that'll send us 50 different photographs, one red, one blue, one pink, complete different designs. So we try and ask them to narrow it down and even help them as well with three or four photographs. You know, what do you like from this photograph? What do you like from the other photograph? If they've had their consult with their florist, did they get any inspo photographs from their florist? Um, again, the place settings. Their dress is huge, so a lot of the times we will see the dress first before the groom, and then a lot of this year and last year, a lot of second dresses. Mm-hmm. So they'll change to the ceremony to the party dress, and that's the dress they'll use for the cake cutting. I'm seeing that trend come back, by it's the way. It's very popular. Yes. Even the send-off dress. There's yes. been a couple of weddings this year, there's been three different dresses. It's so interesting, because mm-hmm. like we talked about the trends. It's that is coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. yeah, it is coming back. I think while COVID was a terrible thing, I think think people uh, what everyone I'm talking to in the industry they want to celebrate life they want to get mm-hmm. out and so they want so that's why there's been a huge influx of you know celebrations and weddings not just in this area all over the country even in Ireland where I'm from it's been extremely busy people want to get out want to get married you know my understanding from a lot of the venues for 23 are almost booked out yes you know so it, I do think it's going to be busy for the next couple of years and people want to celebrate they have a little bit of extra money and they want to spend it they want to enjoy their day yeah they want to spend it on celebrations on celebrations mm-hmm. and everyone's different you know somebody wants to spend their money on flowers somebody wants to do it on right. their DJ and you know you respect that you know but, but yeah it, no you're right I, I'm fine that people are now instead of you know they want to they want to spend their money on celebration just of life yes but going back to what we're saying so then you have the pictures and then you bring them in for a tasting yes and then i'm sure you need a a guest count so what's going on with that as far as so last year um 
with COVID, you know, it, it blew us away. If a person I was speaking to, they said we're expecting, say, 200 people, 205 showed up because everybody wanted to get out. This year, you know, it's a little bit different. We normally expect 10%, you know, people not come, not a no-show, but they'll respond, they're not able to come. We do not need our final numbers till three weeks out because we know how difficult it is for people to get all those RSVPs. So we're very flexible. Like I said, our cake is not made until the week off, so we don't need to know that information. Because of some of the situations in getting some of the products, mm-hmm. we normally would order food products a week out. We're now doing two or three just to make sure we can get everything in. And if there is a shortage of a certain item, that allows us some time to go scrambling to get it somewhere. Right. So we like to have everything wrapped up around three weeks beforehand. And most people are totally 100% fine with that. And then we would actually give those details to the venue too. So if there was a tier that was gluten-free or... If there was a selection of desserts, I will email that to the different venues so they know what to put out, if they need a little spoon, et cetera, et cetera. Well, then that kind of gets me to my next question, which is, so then once you get the final guest count, then yes. you know how big the cake's going to yes. be. You've already gotten the tasting, the design. Now let's move into, like, the portion of the delivery. And delivery. what what when does the couple is that done for the couple basically? Now you handle it with the, the Yes, I okay. do everything like that. So I will ask the couple like who where, what's the venue, who's the email or who's the contact person that they're working with. I'll get that email. I email the person saying, you know, what time will the table be ready? Some of the venues in the area, if it's a mansion for example, they don't open up until four whatever in the afternoon. So we're there a little bit later. So once we know a confirmed time, if we have, say, two or three cakes in that day, we work out who gets dropped off first. You know, a lot of our cakes will be in the Newport area, so we'll do that. Um, We do have a refrigerated van. We would never be able to deliver anything in this area without that van, Which so it's a godsend. So your cake is basically coming from a fridge. Mm -hmm. So because we use fresh items, no um, preservatives like real butter, the cake will come from the van. Say, for an example, the, the reception starts at 6. We're normally there at 4. We're the last person to deliver. And I always joke with people saying, we're not running late. We're just, we purposely come last. Everything is set up. We'll deliver the cake from the van, which is the fridge, to the table where it's set up. And then it does have to come to room temperature. Keep in mind, if we use real butter, butter is harder in the fridge. And then it becomes softer whenever it sits out. And it's easier then for the venue staff to cut. So with that said, how many events can you do? We can do... Um, per day. Per day. <laughs> we Honestly, we like to do no more than, say, three mm-hmm. per day. Um, June was incredibly busy, incredibly busy. And what happens is you'll have these wonderful wedding planners will call us and say, can you please do this? Can you please mm-hmm. do this? We love you. And, of course, it's very hard to say no. Mm-hmm. So June, we did have certainly more cakes than we normally would. Um, but like this weekend we have two we have one Friday and one Saturday so the next couple of weekends are nothing too crazy August is very busy you know so we'll have last year we saw weddings Thursday, Friday, Saturday Monday, Tuesday and when you have only so much refrigeration space at the bakery it was a very busy year so like for example Tuesday's wedding cake we couldn't even build or bake until Friday's or Thursday Friday's cake was gone so we had the space in the Mm. fridge so this year, thankfully for our business module, there's not as many Monday or Tuesday weddings or Thursday weddings. I think last year was just worse just because of COVID and everyone wanted to, you know, get their space. Um, but yeah, I would say three a day would be pretty max. And then it also depends on the cake design. If you have a six tier cake with a cascade of sugar flowers, 
and desserts. Again, desserts are done on, you know, decorated on the day and so everything's done last minute versus if you had three cakes that were semi-naked. So less time is spelt on right. that decoration. And you know, were talking a little bit earlier about timing. That, you know, would really help anyone, I think, in the industry is getting that information ahead of time. A lot of these websites you'll read about when to book for wedding cakes. That was my next question. And they'll say yes. three months, four months, and we're the last one. I encourage everyone, if you know a year out, you want to use us, call us, book us. And if you can't get into the area, you know, for tasting for another six months, that's totally fine. Just get that date on the calendar, especially because we only take so many. Right. And that's what we're finding even this year. We're basically sold out this year and we're speaking with some wonderful clients September, October, and I just can't take them on. And I feel terrible saying no because, again, they have wonderful ideas, you know, beautiful wedding, but we just can't. That's funny. That was literally going to be my next question. Yeah. Is what is kind of the time frame? So obviously, like you said, you might have a last minute booking yes. if you have it available. Yes. But a year in advance, just get it on the calendar and then you could deal with. I mean, at that point, a lot of times these couples, they don't even know what their color yes. scheme is going to yes. be. And a lot of times, and I don't want to see them until they actually have that. Right. And I'll say that, you know, January, February, March is very busy for tastings. We actually close the retail side down on January just so we can focus on mm -hmm. tastings. And I will say to clients, you know, if, if you can get all this information to me beforehand, it really helps us with the draw, you know drawing of the diagram. We'll have a better understanding of your needs. But you're totally right. They don't have that information, which is fine. you know. So you can just get that date on the calendar and then closer to the time, come and meet with us. Absolutely. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then when we get back, I would like to talk a little bit about pricing. Yes. And also, too, I would love to kind of dive into some of those other desserts. Go back to that. Yes. What else you're seeing? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. All right, Marie. Well, right before the break, we kind of got into the overall experience of picking out your cake and some tips and tricks. Let's now get into pricing. So okay. tell us a little bit about, I mean, I granted, I know we can only talk about our area and we have a lot of listeners all over the world, but a little bit about the pricing, at least in the New England area. Yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a really good thing to talk about because I think pricing is very, very important. I always ask everyone about their pricing, their budget. You know, it's very important to understand what their needs are and what their expe expectations are. We do require, we have a $1,000 minimum for cake delivery because we only do so many cakes, you know, um, each day. So that would get you, you know, a classic three-tier cake, certain decorations. What adds to the cost of a cake would be something like a very detailed decoration from a wedding dress. If you have beads on your wedding dress where somebody, again, is spending a couple of hours doing a couple of tiers, sugar flowers will increase the price. And depending on the amount of sugar flowers, you know, we can go from $300 to a cluster to $2,000 of a cascade. So it just depends on the amount. I am always very upfront and honest when it comes to pricing and I will say to somebody, okay, what do you want to spend on your cake? Do you want sugar flowers? What do you want to spend on your sugar flowers? And if they tell me their budget is, for example, say 2,000, we will fit the design into their needs. I'm sh yeah, exactly, because I'm sure there's certain things that cost more and certain yes. things that cost less and you can lead them into that. You can say like, well, you know, if 
size is important or this decor mm-hmm. is important, you could do it this way or that way. I mean, I think it's also important to understand that your minimum budget also for the thousand dollars, your sorry, your minimum price point that does include in like the the cake, the design, yes. and delivery. Yes. No, I do charge extra. I did have to charge extra for delivery this year just because of Obvious gas reasons. prices and stuff like that. But to get back on pricing, a good example I want to talk about, say sugar flowers. Yeah. You have hydrangeas, which are gorgeous. But a cluster of hydrangeas, you're probably talking about 50 or 60 little small sugar flowers. Clump them together because you have that big bulb type mm-hmm. of the hydrangea. That's going to be more expensive than a peony. A peony, you just have the petals. You know, you could have a large, again, peony come out. Not as much time is spent on the peony as the cluster of hydrangeas. So, again, if you want the hydrangeas, expect a higher price on a cake. If you want these large open type flowers where they take up more space on the cake, that'll work out a little bit less expensive. You know, I, that's such a great tip because yeah. obviously for you, you live, breathe cake in, in, in the pastry bakery mm-hmm. world. But for someone like myself who sees it, appreciates it, we don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, as soon as you explain that, I completely understood it. The yeah. hydrangea is these individual. Small, yeah. Exactly. And you could spend two, three days making these small hydrangeas just yeah. for one cake. Even so, myself, you're like, you, they hang upside down, they're really cute. And then you have them in these kind of railings, and you go, oh my gosh, that's just going to do three clumps. Yeah. They just take up so much time to do. It's so interesting because as you, you like you said, like as you ex- explained it, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes sense. So it, these are the little tips that you can educate your couples about right. yeah. based on what their budget is. Yes. Yes. And then also, too, now, next time I see one of your cakes and yeah. I see it being a hydrangea, <laughs> I'm really going to look at that hydrangea a little different. <laughs> it's so funny how every industry has its own little oh, yes. secrets. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, very much so. You know, another thing that we talk about a little bit when it comes to pricing is cake stands. You know, this is something where a lot of people now want cake stands. When you look online, you see these beautiful cakes, and mm-hmm. they're on a very small pedestal with a thin leg. of these cakes are fake and they're just for show. You know, we cannot put a four-tier pound cake on a cake stand like that. You know, so what we have started to do, a little bit of a new thing for us, is we'll build a cake stand. So if your invitation, if you've got a gold, for example, we'll maybe build a gold cake stand, incorporate that into the theme of the cake, but we know that cake stand is sturdy because we're making it with wood and it's secure. We were very particular turning up to a venue. If we see a cake stand that we don't see is stable or crooked it does happen mark will not use that cake stand you know it goes back to what you originally said about your love hate with pinterest because mm-hmm. you do see these photos and you understand the logistics behind it like yes. someone might think it's a real cake but it's not it's not yeah. and it's the same thing in the photography industry people will send us pictures and want this beautiful picture but we understand well you're dealing west coast light west yes. coast lights different than new england light yes, or you're dealing with a different time of day or a different season once we bring that attention to them th- the, the couples completely understand yes but it's a picture has a lot of logistics behind it. It really does. And so a lot of the cakes you'll see on there, for example, in this area, a lot of the venues are outside tents. Mm-hmm. So humidity. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the beautiful cakes that we're seeing this year are some hand-painted cakes, watercolor yes, on the cakes. I, I, I think they're so pretty. Which are gorgeous, but that with humidity is not a good mm-hmm. combination. And also, if you see on Pinterest, a beautiful small little two-tier cake, that design works well on a two-tier cake. If they have a five-tier cake, it's not going to look as pretty. Right. So with you divide it out and do just two or every other tier and so again we'll be upfront and honest because it's our reputation but we want the cake to look good so while these cakes are beautiful size also will detect dictate you know certain designs also 
you know, I always, I came back to this thought when you were explaining, you know, like the watercolor, which I think is so, yeah, so, beautiful. so beautiful. I love it. It's funny because when I got married, I wanted to get married in one of those clear tents. Yes. I wanted it so bad, mm-hmm. right? Problem is my date was August 31st. Yeah. I was quickly informed that, no, mm-hmm. you're just creating one big sauna. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's funny I you said that. We July, June 25th, extremely busy day for us. Yeah, same here. It was very, very busy, very, very busy. And our, one of our weddings, glass tent, which actually really helped. Was it there a, a Quidnick? Uh, no, it was um, Newport uh, Country Club. Okay, yeah. because I saw another one go up at um, over there. Anyway, it was, I, I saw it and I was just like, that's the summer. I want it's that. It's the summer. So when I was calling setting up delivery times, because again, I will do that based on venues that have air conditioning and you know, tents that don't, obviously. And so I called the wedding planner and she goes, we have a glass top. And I said, well, that makes my life easier. What time are they going into the tent? I will be there 10 minutes beforehand. Right. So we literally, the guests were arriving and we were putting the, the cake in just because you have that heat. Yeah, but how did the tent feel underneath it? Because I was told I couldn't do that. I did see that. And it's funny. I did see a tent go up that was at another location. But, yeah. Um, that had a clear top, and I'm like, that's in June. How are they? Maybe because it was like the they beginning had of certain the covering, so they had a cover over. Oh yeah. And so the reception was at a ter- different time. So the ceremony would say was at six, cocktails yeah. at six thirty. So they left the covering on the top until the very last that's minute. What I did. But it was quite windy, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had a cake, we had a venue or situation last year, where the location of the tent was down, a, a kind of grade from the house. So there was no wind. Oh, yeah. So we went to drop off the cake or normal time, 4.30. No, it didn't melt. We would not deliver the cake. It was too hot too inside hot. the tent. The candles actually melted a little bit that yeah. day. So we went and delivered our other cakes, came back 5, 5.30, still too hot. So we sat in the van probably to about 6.30 yeah. until we felt it safe to put the cake into the tent. Well, see, that's what you get when you have a professional. True. Very true. true. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about uh, vegans, allergies, that whole... Okay. I know you touched upon the nuts before the break, but can we go like go back to the vegan situation? Yes, yes. So with the vegans, and no disrespect to the vegans, I have friends, family that are vegans, but we do not do vegan wedding cakes. We do not have the products that we have them. Um, we have... We're very lucky to be in an area that uh, Plant City is in Providence, so we have a place that we can recommend. Um Butter. We love butter. And for us, mm-hmm. we cannot have a cake without butter. So Mark would be, you know, quite particular if, you know, he has to have butter in his cake. So we don't offer vegan cakes. We do offer gluten-free cakes. We will offer nut-free cakes. We are not a gluten-free facility nor a nut-free facility. We're blessed to be in a facility that we have different rooms. So we, if we have a nut-free cake, we can make the cake in that area. Um, 99% of the time with gluten-free or gluten-free cake, you know, it's a diet choice, not an actual allergy, which is still fine. You know, we'll just either have that small tear separate to the cake or sometimes they want it in the cake, you know, but the majority of the time they'll have it separate. And the same with the nut-free as well. What about people, though, with allergies? I would assume that if you have an allergy and you're a guest and you're going to a banquet, wedding, corporate event, I mean, large amount of people, they're probably kind of used to this anyway. They're very used to it. So a, a good example, Saturday, I get a call on Friday, one of the guests has a nut allergy, severe nut okay. allergy. And I said, well, first of all, I wasn't aware of it. Second of all, do not have them have cake. And I said to the planner or the person at the venue, most likely, like you said, he's not going to have cake. They're aware of the situation. Right. And it's not just cake. It's the regular, as I call, real food. Yeah. You know, in, the, in that kitchen as well, we have your hot food. So many products have 
are made in a facility that have nuts or nut products. Right. So the, you know, people that have certain allergies, nuts, you know, strawberries, this up and coming allergy. Some people are now, you know, I have this allergy to strawberries. Um, but I, I do, you know, we try and, and sympathize and do as much as we can. But there's certain things that, you know, if you have a, a deathly allergy to nuts, you know, we might not be the person for you. I do believe there's one bakery in Boston. I don't think there's anything in our particular area mm-hmm. that, you know, 100% guarantees nut-free. We do ask them, though, if they do tell us there's a nut allergy, that is something that we add into the contract, that they're aware that we're not a nut-free allergy. Smart. Yeah, we do do that. Yes. What about... Like the whole theory behind the top tier. And the reason why I bring this up is because being a photographer, well, this is going to go in a two-part question for okay. you. Okay. All right. So being a photographer, I'm there, uh, you know, on the dance floor. The couple is, I, I, you know, going to cut the cake, whether it be in front of people or we do see a lot of couples kind of go to the Doing side. Private, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, there's a way to cut the cake. They always kind of look at me and, they, and, and I, I could just tell in their eyes they're like <laughs> Like, what do we do? So, you know, do you know the whole theory behind how to cut the cake? And then also, to can we talk a little bit about the top tier? Right. So the top tier is traditionally saved for the first anniversary. And uh, what we do is we actually pre-wrap a token tier, same flavor, same everything, and put that in a box, cover it, cover it with saran wrap. We've done that prior to COVID. We've done it actually since the very beginning. It's just easier, more hygienic. We give it to the on-site contact. We just say to the guests or to the bride, just make sure you have somebody sober and responsible to right. take that anniversary <laughs> tier at the end. And uh, so that's taken away. Cutting the cake, we always suggest the bottom tier. Mm-hmm. It's just easier, you know, from them to cut it. And it, th- that first piece is always difficult. So, so give it a good little dig. Hard, you know, get that knife down there. Our cakes will be at room temperature. You might not get the entire first slice out, but that's okay. That's totally fine. If a cake has two different flavors, say, for example, one chocolate, one vanilla, we always suggest to do the vanilla option as the cutting tier in case any of the cake falls on the dress. You don't want any chocolate on the dress. You know, but definitely the bottom tier would be the easiest one to cut from. That's exactly what I tell them. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, then you just feed each other. Yes. And then you do a nice kiss. And no smashing in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that is not allowed. Right. We have one photograph, actually, of a client who she took a bite of the top tier of a cake. Yes. She, like she actually went in and took She went in and took a bite of the top tier okay. of the cake. Very different. <laughs> Haven't had that done since then. I see. I see I've seen so much. Um, you, but yes, I'm always, I have to tell them how to cut the cake. You know, you cut it. And like you said, you described it perfectly. That first slice first is hard. Slice, it is hard they to have get to out. usually get in there with their fork, mm-hmm. which is fine because yeah. it is the first slice. And then you feed each other and then you do a nice kiss. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about, before we get into our wrap up question, a little bit about desserts. You know, do you do favors? How about, you know, the other events that the couple's having that way they could go to one t- one stop shop like maybe a brunch maybe a rehearsal dinner and then groom's cake groom's cake so we'll do a plethora of everything so what happens a lot of the time groom's cake are certainly become has become more popular over the past couple of years it is a southern thing uh, it started in the south a lot of the time they will pick the personality of the groom whether it's sports whether it's whiskey whether it's books you know if they're a lawyer and you'll do something fun with this particular cake it is a 3d sculptured cake and sometimes these take a lot of work you mm-hmm. know so they can be very detailed Traditionally, they would be served as part of the rehearsal dinner, 
so they would have that would be their dessert at the rehearsal dinner um, but I do find that you know for the surprise um, element of a wedding a lot of times the bride will order one and it's brought out to the groom and presented to the groom at the wedding but we've had some great you know groom's cakes over the years a lot of cars it's so much fun to do like on the cars and sculpt and everything um, other items would be um, favors custom cookies monogram 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 that is so in this year there's mm -hmm. some gorgeous monograms we work with an amazing stencil company that we can get the monogram exact you know we'll put that on there we do not have a printing machine so everything we do is by hand um, so we'll do that monogram on cookies and I'll find what we've found over the years people want a favor that people will eat mm -hmm. you know don't want to have a favor that you know, it's, it's money it's you know that's wasted that they're not going to use so we'll do a lot of um custom cookies what i tell people when it comes to cookies when you're spending the money do the nicer cookies at the venue do them at the place setting so it adds to that look if you're doing cookies for your welcome bags chocolate chip oatmeal cookies good old-fashioned cookies we are not spending the money on that because people are coming into the room grabbing and going or hungover or whatever the situation yeah. is but you're having that nicer cookie on display that's a great tip because yeah. you're right they're, they're not even looking they're at not it. looking however at it, no. as a place setting it's a wow factor it's beautiful as a place setting but french macaroons are huge with um favors as well French macaroons are extremely fragile, so we always encourage, you know, a decent box for those. And you can do those, uh, you can color coordinate. So if your bridesmaid dresses are blush, we could do blush and white. That's very popular. Donuts, donuts, donuts. So where can I start with donuts? Oh, yeah. They are huge. So with donuts, we do mini donuts for weddings. They're more user friendly, so we'll do the smaller ones. What we're finding this year, a lot of people are doing after parties. Mm -hmm. So at the after parties, so we'll drop off the cake and the desserts and maybe then 15, 20 dozen mini donuts at the venue. And if they have a different venue, then they take the donuts to the venue. And then they're also very popular for the brunch the next day. Mm -hmm. So some people will do that. They'll take it to the brunch the next day. Um, so that has certainly become very popular. Getting back to when you were cutting the cake, sometimes we'll tell the client that when they're cutting the cake, they can start from the top and work their way down. If they're serving cake on the dessert buffet, maybe not all the cake is used. If there's a cake tier they can keep, they can bring that to the, uh, the brunch the next day. So they can Smart. use that. So they can do that as well. Right. Yeah, so they can do that. But yeah, so cakes, rehearsal, um, groom's cakes, favors, desserts, uh, donuts, um, I think that's it. And then also, too, you gave a good point. Think about where you put your money. Yes. So obviously you want to give them something sweet in that yes. welcome bag. But like you said, there's other ways of doing this. There is other ways, Than yeah. spending your budget mm -hmm. at that point. You yeah. can do it more of a wow factor at the place setting. But you, you, know, you could spend $6 on a sugar cookie. You could spend $12 on a sugar cookie. You know, Again, think of the time involved that's hand-painted. If you're little, uh, piping little flour on 200 cookies, then you have to bag them and you know tie them at the wrist. If the client has a little tag, I'll take that tag. I wouldn't charge anything extra for that. But, you know, cookies can be expensive. They're gorgeous, and we certainly have a lot of them this year. I think they're very pretty. All right, so the wrap-up question time. Okay. What are some key points that couples should be asking their baker when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is going to be absolutely perfect? Great question. All right. So first of all, I would say the quality of the product. I think that's very, very important. If you're investing money into a cake, it is very important to know about the products that you're using. Again, I'll talk about butter. You know, are you using real butter, not Crisco? 
no disrespect to the Crisco <laughs> products, right. but you're paying for real butter. You know, I, th- I often talk about at the end of the meal, that's what people remember most. And if you don't have a good cake, they'll remember not a good cake. If you have a good cake, good desserts, that's what they remember. So ask about the products, you know, real butter, you know, real vanilla bean versus vanilla essence. Little small things like that are very important. And you spoke about the professionalism, you know, ask how many years are you in this business? You know, uh, do you have a bakery? Some bakeries work from their home. You know, it's important that, you know, that it's in a facility that is clean, you know, that has been checked by the, you know, the local laws that, you know, it's in a proper right. environment. I mean, you're serving a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, and, and if you're that experienced chef, you will know, um, like, for example, going to a venue, if it doesn't have uh, walls, if, if it's a tent, there's humidity, you know that you can't put buttercream in there if it's over 85 degrees. Right. Certain things like that. So having the expertise um, of a person who knows what they're doing to make the cake secure so you can build a cake and there's no cake, you know, that falls over. We've never had that situation, but we've heard of stories of that situation where a cake has tilted or fallen over. For us personally in this area, something that's very, very important is cake delivery mm-hmm. and having a transport a mode of transport that we can deliver a cake and like I mentioned earlier we do have a refrigerated truck so it there's no stress level on us delivering a cake you know so to be able to deliver that cake in a fridge situation and another good question to ask on delivery as well is how high does a person build the cake you do not want to be driving on certain back roads in our area mm-hmm. with a five-tier cake so for that person to feel comfortable if they have a five or six-tier cake they bring in a two-tier, they bring the rest of the tiers in, they build on site. So having the expertise to be able to do something like that, it might take a little bit longer at delivery time, but again, cake always comes first. We always put the cake first. Perfect advice. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You help our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? I can. And first of all, thank you. It was great to be here. So we are in Rehoboth, Massachusetts, so about 10 minutes outside of Providence, so not too far out of the city. The address is 462 Winthrop Street, which is also known as Route 44. You will see a bright, colorful pink donut in the front. So that's how you know where we are. (laughs) You look for the donut and you'll find us. And um, with the website? Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. the website, yeah. um, confectionerydesigns.net. We're not .com. So confectionery, which is spelt with an E-R-Y.net. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I believe we're on Twitter. I'm not the most technical person, but we're okay. on the two main ones. And um, telephone number is uh, 401-413-6851. And you can get our emails off our website. We have all the contact pages, all the information on our retail shop. You can actually pre-order as well on there. So all the information will be on our website. And what I'll do is for our listeners, I will have confectionery designs information on our podcast show notes, which you will find on our blog and our website page at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. 
And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.